welcome to In Retrospect. This is our first episode of season two. I'm your host, Brandon Forbes. With me today, we have Josh Franks, our uh, post-creative director, uh, Nathan Groves, senior oh, producer, yeah. and Adam Behill, who is a cinematographer and editor. Yeah. And today we are talking about how we hit crazy deadlines, um, mainly just kind of in our post-production world. Um, we are able to pull off a lot of crazy shoots and stuff on the production side quickly, but uh, one thing that we, you know, I, I think that we're pretty good at, and we have some numbers and stuff to back it up, is how quickly we're able to turn uh, key projects, especially in post-production, and the amount that we're able to. I think, Nate, you have some numbers just over the past couple of years. Yeah, uh, we, I mean, I think we had a meeting earlier this year, or at the end of last year, where we had produced, we had exported and finished over a video a day last year. It was like 300 and, what was it, 300 plus yeah, it was, it was like a little more than 365. Right, yeah. And if you think about that, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, I, you know, we, we've talked about internally that we have uh, delivered over 17,000 projects in the last 10 years. What? And, you know, what that does in my mind, and we can get into it, is it just creates an avenue for success and to be able to hit those deadlines. But yeah, I'll dive into that a little bit. I have a, <clears throat> I have a thought process with, um, before we came in, it's like, what am I going to say? You know, there's no magic bullet. Like, what is it? You know, yeah, we have spreadsheets and we use software and, uh, you know, we do the things. And honestly, there may be companies out there that do a better job of all of those things. But at the end of the day, it's the people that are almost refined, like they're refined by fire. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whenever you do something, the first time, you're not really, you know, you might be rough around the edges. If you do it again, you're a little better. If you do it again, you're a little better. Well, we've, we've done it 17,000 times. <laughs> and if you put it like that, I think that's just my overarching thought process of why we can hit crazy deadlines is because we have a team with a large majority of our team here over five years producing and pumping out over a video, or, you know, just say, just say that, a video a day, finishing a video a day from a post team. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. I mean, Franks, what would you say on average? I mean, can you say a video a day? But I mean, you know, nowadays when you've got social media and all these platforms where, you know, a video could be five seconds, but like, what, what would you say on average are the length of the videos that we're putting out on a daily basis? I think it varies in department. You know, you have a social media, uh, we have a social media department that, you know, those should be a little bit shorter, anywhere between 15 and 90 seconds. We have an entertainment department, you know, that could be almost as much as a, an hour mm -hmm. at times, uh, 30 minutes. So it really varies uh, across the spectrum. But, you know, a lot of times people think of deadlines as an annoyance, but actually deadlines, in my opinion, create... Um, almost like you ha you're more, you're forced into creativity. So it's like, for me, if I don't have a deadline, and Nate, you can attest to this, it's like, it just kind of floats up in the air for too long, and no idea really kind of settles in, or it takes longer. But if you have a deadline, then all of a sudden, the pressure kind of like creeps in, and you start making strategic decisions. So for me, deadlines is like, like I said, sometimes it can be an annoyance, or it's like, oh my gosh. But at the end of the day, it's like, they actually help you in productivity. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Like deadlines help you make decisions. That's a cool thought. Well, I mean, you always, you know, 
a lot of creative people would be like, I don't want to be put in a box. I just want to be able to create. And it's like, yeah, to a certain extent, I understand that. But when you're delivering, you know, for a client and they're, you know, we need these because this product releases here and we have to have these videos at this time, that I, I think I, I kind of see what you say there, Franks, where it, it makes you come up with solutions and, and in turn be creative in that way. So, so Adam in the room, he spent the last year of his life meeting a weekly deadline. <laughs> a pretty aggressive weekly deadline. <laughs> if you think deadline. about that, um, and that's, I mean, obviously there's team involvement, but that project specifically, and we could do this on another podcast and we may have an honestly in the past, but it's, it was up to you largely to be able to have the motivation and discipline and make decisions to be able to hit that deadline and not miss it. And no, no deadline was missed in, in that whole entire year. Yeah. What do you yeah. think about that, Adam? Does that give you well, like PTSD? Kind of. Yeah. I think a lot of self-imposed deadlines, even ones that don't really apply to anyone else other than yourself are really important for doing a long term. When you're trying to kind of establish a pattern of meeting deadlines, you have to establish certain patterns just within yourself that like people don't always see of like, I need to, you know, section out my days individually at work. Like this set of hours becomes dedicated to this segment of the show. And this set of hours becomes dedicated to, you know, talking to the client or reaching out about a certain thing. And, it, and when you create a pattern, you know, you start it out on paper. I have this white wall that I've repurposed it for this other thing we're doing, but it had like a detailed, you know, checklists of stuff I had to do. And then um, all of the, my week of work just kind of broken off into smaller chunks. And each of those chunks were kind of um, sections of the day, really. And so when you, like no one really cares about that. Like the client will never see that. And no one, none of the coworkers or anybody will ever you know, get any use from that. But the fact that you can do that and you plan it out first on paper and then after doing it for 52 straight weeks, you don't need to look at the paper anymore because it just becomes your lifestyle in a weird way. Maybe that's obsessive <laughs> and shouldn't be recommended to people. But I think when you, it kind of starts with regimenting your lifestyle a little bit or your, at least your work life or whatever. And if you can create that pattern within yourself, it just becomes naturally and you don't really feel like, oh man, I have an aggressive deadline every single week because it just becomes natural to you. Yeah. So <clears throat> I have some thoughts. So there's a story that I'm probably won't be able to tell verbatim, but, and, and the listeners may have heard this and you guys may have heard this before, but, um, it's the story of a teacher teaching a pottery class and, how he split the class down. You know, you first got there, you split the class down the middle and one half is going to make the perfect cup, uh, the perfect mug out of clay. And your whole assignment for the whole year is to make this perfect cup and you're going to get graded on that. And the other half was to make as many as possible in high volume. And the story goes is that the, the side of the class that was just making them as fast as it could go for high volume ended up making the perfect cup versus a team that just had all semester or all year long to be able to make one perfect cup. And I see that happen, for example, in like the 48 hour thing that we did, people may think, man, well, I had all the time in the world, or say you're going to make a feature documentary of some sort. 
you have all the time, you have four months to make this thing, but you're not in the mode of making it. So you're having to like birth everything at that point. And you're not in the, uh, you know, war trenches of how to make a video and working with a team. So it's much more difficult to make the perfect feature film or the perfect cup. But for us, because of a team, because of the people, because of the willingness to show up every single day and work with each other side by side, and then we take on, you know, we're not just a sweatshop. It's not like we're a factory where everything we do is very much custom, but we're doing it all the time, every single day. And because of that, we can make a lot of product, a lot of deliverables, a lot of videos, but also make great content at the same time. So that yeah. was kind of a thought mm -hmm. process. It still goes back to what I said. It's just, that's how I think we hit crazy deadlines, to be honest. I think we all, we have our methods. Um, we, we know what we're supposed to do that day. And I think that's the baseline level. But at the very end of the day, when it becomes a, like when a deadline comes up, that's crazy. And it's an all night shoot. And it has to be done the next day at 9 a.m. Like, we'll step up to the plate and do those things. It's, it's an attitude that really, really plays into that as well. But I just, it, that attitude also flows into the team, and the team is working together as this machine that is be able, you know, you're able to pump out products and be able to hit those deadlines. There's a, I actually had to pull up my phone earlier to Google what the name of it because I forgot, but there's this law of social order. It's called Parkinson's Law. Have you guys heard of it? It's a, yeah the amount of time you give yourself to complete a task will be the exact amount of time it will take to complete that task. And hmm. so if you, for example, if you gave yourself one week to hit a deadline to make a video of some kind, it'll take you one week to do it. But if you give yourself two weeks to make that same video, it'll still take you two weeks. So interesting. The, it really just depends on like Frank's was saying, the importance of like setting those, how, how deadlines can motivate you to, you know, kind of achieve good things because you set the deadline as opposed to probably ending up with the same product. It just took twice as long to make it because you gave yourself that same time. Yeah. And I think Nathan, you'll do this too. A lot of the times it's like, we'll sandbag our deliverables. You know, we're, you know, we know that in reality, we don't, we don't need it Friday. We actually, you know, we need it the next Friday, but we say, this is when we need it. That way we get it done. And then that gives us the time to go back and make revisions, look at it, and then still deliver it before the client even wanted it. And it's better than what it would have been if like what you were saying, Adam, if no, we, 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 it's due on the 18th, we'll get it done on the 18th. So like, what about we say it's due on the 11th? And then by the 15th, we have an even better version and we deliver it three days early. Yeah. And that goes in the, in with the other projects that's happening on a calendar. So you can look at that and say, we know that we can do a great job in five days versus seven. Let's go ahead and get the job done in five days. And so we're also then working on the next because just to your point, Adam, with the, you know, that law is we'll slow down if we, you know, if we can do the same job in a week that we could in two weeks, then we might as well do it in a week and do the next job the next week. You know, so there's just a balancing act that has to happen. And honestly, it's very organic. It's very fluid in my opinion, this business and the way we work. Um, there's days where I wish it was very matter of fact and just this is exactly what's happening, but it's not that way. So having that ability to fluctuate and kind of move and 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 being able to adjust internally to a deadline or a new de deadline that comes up is important. Um, you know, when we were, when Adam was talking about that that project, if you if any of the listeners didn't know, we did a 52 episode 
I guess, web series for the Department of Tourism of Oklahoma. Um, and it was a was probably five to seven minutes each week delivered on Wednesday, 52 episodes of, you know, we would go out and we'd try to give Adam as much time, you know, we'd shoot at least a week ahead, but there was a lot of times where we would shoot, you know, five or six days before there was a proof due and stuff. And so he was just sometimes after the proof. Was yeah. Due. Sometimes after the proof was due. Um, and so that was, you know, intense for that amount of time. But Frank's, we also just did right before Christmas, um, a commercial where we shot it. And then the next day, I think it was by 9am they needed a proof. And then by the end of that day, was it that they needed like the final file? And that was kind of your, baby, maybe you can kind of speak to, I mean, cause that, that's not a, that's a very rare occasion, but I mean, it took our entire team, but we were able to do it because I think of our team. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was just thinking the funny thing is, is like, I feel like some of our best stuff has actually come from the projects we have to turn immediately. Mm -hmm. It sounds really weird. Think about it. Like that project, the Oklahoma film and music project that we just did, we had to turn in 48 hours pretty much. Yeah. That was another um, one. Literally, some of the best stuff we've done is, has been one of those where it's like all systems go. And I think that's interesting because some of the, I feel like the longer you let something sit, the more momentum you lose. And then all of a sudden it becomes more like a task. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like we've had some clients that we, um, it could take months to finish a project. Well, I, I guarantee you by the fifth month, our energy and our passion passion for that project is not the same as it was in week one. So mm -hmm. for me, like those tight yeah. turnarounds are actually a really good thing for me personally, because I just feel like I'm all systems go until it's done. And then I can kind of reset and recharge um, and then give that same passion to the next thing as opposed to when you, yeah. can't, you, see the, when you yeah. can't see the finish line, it just becomes like, well, what am I even doing? But mm. then when you know it has to be great by this hour of this day, which I can plan ahead and see it, then you can kind of create something good. Yeah, it, and there's something to say about momentum. <clears throat> I mean, I'm sure there's a law around that. You mm -hmm. get the momentum going, but when the momentum stops, it's much harder to pick and get the momentum going again. Mm -hmm. um, you know, where's the physics? Is there somebody from those physics in here? No, not me. <laughs> We're kind of like, nope, nope. Well, but that's good. Every, and, and everybody's pointing in one direction. Our whole team's going, mm -hmm. it's charged, it's, there's energy, you're, you're feeding off one another, you know the goal, you see, you see what the product is that you're trying to go create, you know the, the vision that's in front of you, and you run for it. And it's much easier you know, then one individual with, a, with no deadline and very, it's very loose description and you don't have a good handle on it, um, from a visual perspective. And then that project inevitably is just going to take longer. So I think it's pretty cool. And it really is a good point to bring up. Yeah. And I think like a, kind of going back, I mean, we always talk about our team, but I feel like, you know, that is what makes us able to do quick turnarounds. Like on both of the projects that we just did that were very, fast deadlines we picked who was going to be doing the post as far as editing visual effects um any any important aspects of that we brought them and they were on set and they were like ingrained kind of in the production seeing what was going on giving advice and like okay hey we're gonna do we want this kind of graphic here or we need to 
green screen this or replace this, how, you know, framing wise, what, what do you think? And then that allowed us when we brought the footage back for the different departments, for graphics, for visual effects, for design, edit, all of that to kind of be able to work simultaneously at their own section and then very quickly bring it all together. And it's like, oh, that worked because everybody was on the same page. And with this team, we have, I mean, we have an advantage. We, we have a building full of people here full time where you can walk into the next room and the editor can talk to the graphics and the graphics can talk to the writer and the director who shot the, the video can then also be sitting on the edit. We're not scattered. We're not in different remote locations um, across the U.S. You know, there's no slowdown. And that, again, I kind of go back to that. And I think that team, you know, if you if this is the topic, how we hit crazy deadlines, that is another or maybe just the one of the biggest reasons is that we can effectively hit those deadlines because we have people in the building doing it together. When I, before I came to retrospect, I was freelancing for, I mean, since college. Uh, but when I would work with in the different um, cities I lived in, I would occasionally work, you know, alongside different production companies. And there's definitely something different. I think about the people, I think the people, you know, every other production company has cameras, they have computers, they have, you know, different, they have the gear, they have the whatever. But I think that the people, like Nathan said, not just working in close proximity, but just the individual talent. I think what we have here is obviously I'm biased, but it, it's a very special thing. And I think a lot of our clients repeat that to us, like almost on a you know weekly, daily basis or whatever is like, they like working with Franks. They like working with Brandon. They like working with Nathan. They like working with us as people um, because we... We get things done, but I think we're just also, um, you know, we have that there, there isn't like a lot of production companies. There's kind of like a creative ego or like a creative, um, sort of like a, just, you know, everyone knows the stereotypics around like artists and stuff, <laughs> but, um, I what think, are you saying? Yeah, yeah, I think we have, <laughs> we don't have a lot of that. And I think that's kind of what, at least from what I've seen is kind of, uh, one of the secrets, I guess it's not a secret, but to our success in a lot of ways. Well, thank you for listening. This was the episode about how we make crazy deadlines. And season two. Season two. We're here. There's no video. We're working on a new room. We should set a deadline <laughs> to work on that room. We should set a deadline <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to finish this room. Put it on a sauna. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> thank you for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time.